Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we are doing an experiment. And talking about dating and love. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Cheers. Cheers. Hello, everybody. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And this is 51 First Dates, the holiday dating 2020 episode. We sound ooh, so ooh. excited to be done. I think this, this, I know, right? We're done with this goddamn year. Also, I think this is our fourth annual. I think Did we start so. this in 2016 or tw- no, 2017? 2017. 2017, 18, 19, 20. I had to count on my fingers, but it's our fourth annual holiday dating. It is. And yes, we coined the term, quote unquote, coined the term prior to there being a movie called Holidating on Netflix that I still haven't seen, unfortunately. Uh, Same. I heard it's good or, you know, like holiday movie good. Yeah. I feel like the new good for holiday movies is the worst movies possible. Like like totally. the Hallmark, the Lifetime movies are now the standard for holiday movies. I feel like we, we talked about the happiest season. That felt like a throwback to holiday movies that once were. But anyways, anyways, we will not get into the holiday content consumption corner too soon we will get there though so today we're gonna do consumption corner we're going to we'll we'll do a little bit of updating on what we've been watching actually and then we will give you um a few little categories of holiday movies that we have each brainstormed and we'll share them with each other Ooh, how fun I don't know we need to do something festive uh we are going to also uh talk about some of our favorite and we could add some least favorite. Um, I have my top five holiday movie couples. Uh, we are going to design a perfect non-Christmas. So in our ideal world of, you know, being alone on Christmas, which a lot of us are, a lot of us aren't seeing our families, and I am going to do it fully as though there's not even another human in my apartment. We're going to design our perfect non-Christmases, so maybe we give you some ideas because um, you're being responsible and not, you know, contributing to the 9-11 deaths every day. Sorry, in, in quantity. Um, I'm rambling. I'm rambling. Lots of energy. Liza, what else are we going to do? We are going to do, we have a couple holiday themed Reddit ships. We have a couple holiday themed kind of general questions like how do you respond to an X text about uh, on the holidays? Mm-hmm. What happens if you get holiday drunk and want to text your ex? Um, we're going to talk about an, art, uh, an article and a new subreddit that Kimmy um, found, which is about female dating strategy that I think is really exciting. It's going to be like a a, a Christmas potpourri, it's holiday be a dating, potpourri. Yeah. extravaganza. You, if you, regular listeners will know we do this every year, a whole dating plus holiday themed app. New listeners, we're thrilled to have you. Um, a little pod business. We uh, have a raffle going on. Um, this is hilarious. I, I I hate doing business. Every time we do it, I talk about how I hate it, but it does make me feel like such a gigantic tool. Uh, but we're doing a raffle. We are, we are or a giveaway. 
raffle is for grandmothers. Giveaways are for podcasters. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we're giving away a really, really incredible sex toy called a, uh, Soraya, a Lilo Soraya. The company is Lilo and the um, toy is the Soraya. And it's basically Lilo's version of the rabbit. It's a super amazing sex toy company. We've had... Um, people on from Lilo before and they sponsored an event we did in New York and they're just like an incredible company and the Soraya is awesome it's really really good value it's a $250 sex toy so it's a really really cool giveaway all you have to do is write a review screenshot the review send it to us at 51firstdatespod at gmail.com or if you've already written a review you can shout us out in your Instagram stories tag us at 51firstdatespod take a screenshot of us in your Instagram stories and email us that um yeah and we will raffle this off in january so that's gonna be really exciting i keep saying raffle it's not raffles are not cool giveaways are cool i mean raffles are classic so you know raffle giveaway whatever you feel we really appreciate you giving us compliments and we like to give back to those who compliment us and i just think it's a really great prize and so thank you in ed Vance, Liza, before we dive in to the holiday dating content, I feel like we need some mm-hmm. jingle bells, like no pressure, but just, just imagine jingle bells in the background. Uh, I think it's important that we let everyone know what we are both sipping on on this lovely Sunday afternoon. Yes. And by afternoon, I think that's- it is 12.17 here now, so just it, <laughs> it's afternoon. It's 3.17 p.m. on the East Coast, and I was like, I'm going to get a drink. Um <laughs> And then I went to my kitchen. Well, you, your drink is normal and delicious. So shout out your drink first. No, no, no. no. Okay. That, that is the right order though. Um, <laughs> so I was like, you know, Liza, why don't we just lean in? We have a couple things to record pre-holidays. Um, there's Bailey's in my house right now. Bailey's is not something I have a, a long relationship with drinking, but Yesterday and today, I've had some. Yesterday, I made myself a Bailey, Bailey's martini. So basically like an Ooh. espresso martini without the espresso. We can get into mm. that if we want. Uh, I don't know what I was feeling. I don't even order espresso martinis that often, but it's, it's fucking holiday season. And yeah. so I was like, oh, Liza, I'm going to go, you know, re-up my coffee and then I might just put a little Bailey's in. And I just have a nice coffee with a Bailey's as the creamer and it's so delicious and does not even taste boozy and that's kind of dangerous this cannot become like a, a week habit that <laughs> sounds know? incredible I'm jealous because okay so I randomly also have Bailey's and Kahlua in my house just small bottles of them Wait, I don't know how I got no. them yeah and I'm sure they're like te- you know many many years old and potentially gross but I've had a bunch of coffee today, and I've been having um, insomnia problems. Um, so I was like, it's a little, like, past 3, 3 p.m. is usually my cutoff. So I was like, well, I can't, have a, I don't want to have any more caffeine. So, but I want, like, a festive kind of drink, but it feels yeah. too early to make, like, a whiskey on the rocks. So I, <laughs> I made a cup of ginger tea, and I put a shot of whiskey in it. Like a psychopath. I see. I don't but find it. Like, of... I think it sounds delicious. I think it's pretty good. Ginger and it's whiskey sharp. is definitely a thing that happens in yeah. like you know ginger beer. Or is that with rum? Whatever. Either way, but ginger whiskey ginger. I feel like that sounds actually very wise. And it's like I'm drinking the fatty version of the the holiday <laughs> morning drink, and you're drinking like the one for you know those this is with health healthy immune systems you know health totally i'm glowing with health right now yeah god 
but yours looks so much better than mine. That's what a coffee cocktail is really it's my two favorite things. I am, mm. I am a like, I'm one of those, I mean, you know, like, I, I feel like I should own stereo, like, stupid, like, needlepoint pillows that's like, don't even talk to me before coffee. I'm like a, one of those <laughs> coffee assholes. So it's, it's hard to not, not be, uh, partaking. Um, Oh my gosh, wait, can I just briefly do two more pieces of pod business that are so small? Yes, I am embarrassed that I forgot them. Sorry. No, not at all. <laughs> the, the the one I want to, the major one is that I just want to remind everybody we have a new dater starting in January. Yes. So please do um, come visit us on the first Tuesday of 2021. We are hoping we just can kick this 2020 shittiness, start with a new dater. It's going to be really exciting. You guys are going to really love her. Um, and I forgot what the other piece of pod business was. <laughs> I don't know about oh. business, but that reminds me, you know, new dater, um, is new, new president. That's a separate thought that just popped in my head. Mm-hmm. What was I going to say? Oh, n- but even next week we have an awesome conversation with a listener who reached out to us that I think is really fun. She talks about, sorry, it's not fun because it's a tough situation, but I just had a lot of fun having a conversation with someone who listens to this podcast about what they've been experiencing in the pandemic and dating. And so if any of you want to send us voice notes, want to come on and talk about your situations, situationship, very specific to our conversation with next week's listener, uh, let us know because I don't, it's just, I feel like in, especially in this tough time, just hearing other people's dating experiences, which we will certainly have with our new dater, but just hearing, I don't know, that you're not alone uh, is really, Yeah. Yeah, I hope 100%. helpful. And, totally. And the conversation was really great. It really felt like we were just hanging out and talking with a friend about a dating situation, which even though it was a, it's a tough situation, it felt so nice to just be like, oh, this feels like a normal time thing almost like we're hanging out and talking about um, how how situationships are shitty. Yeah. Um, and uh, the, the woman we'll be talking to, Erin, is also just like so smart and cool and um i think you'll enjoy it oh and i remembered the last piece (laughs) last piece of business um please check out our patreon it's linked below and what you'll find there is bachelorette content we are um this is coming out on tuesday the 20 something 22nd (laughs) 22nd which is the bachelorette finale so Tonight's the finale and hopefully you know soon after not exactly sure why when because of the holidays but we will have recaps of the finale up. We're going to be, you know, we we love talking about The Bachelorette. We love talking about the franchise. It's so fun on Patreon. We're, like, even looser than we are here. And you can join at, at the lowest level of membership at just a dollar. You get all of our content. So yeah. um, if you feel like it, check it out. And that's the biz. That's the <laughs> biz. That is the biz. Uh, beautiful. Beautiful job on the biz. So now shall we, you know, just go right into Consumption Corner? Uh, Let's do it. I was, when you said it's too early for Whiskey on the Rocks, I have been just watching, I've already done a a semi-recent rewatch of Mad Men, but I've been watching the holiday episodes of Mad Men and 30 Rock. And so that kind of. That's my segue into consumption corner. Yeah, that's good content. Um, but I do highly recommend just going to the holiday episodes of some of your favorite shows. Uh, uh, shout out to Luda Christmas, the Thirty Rock episode. Ugh. Yeah, um, yeah, I've watched a couple of the Mad Men ones, including the uh, year where 
Don gets really drunk and is having a shitty Christmas, which I feel like is just relatable in this time. <laughs> and uh, that that's been kind of fun. So mm. I, I'm being selfish. I'll go first with my other consumption. No. Um, want to call myself out for like two weeks ago, content consumption corner. Oh, I'm always adding content, but I was like, Ooh, who made how to with John Wilson? The filmmaker's name is John Wilson. So just calling myself out there. But if oh you watch God. it, you'll see why like, I like his face isn't really in it. So anyway, still recommend that. Is that the that. one on HBO Max? It's on, yeah. I think it's like an okay. HBO proper show. So you, even if. Okay. Uh, I'm not I don't work for Warner Media but even if you just have regular HBO you have access to HBO Max so yes it's on HBO Max I know it's confusing but recommend recommend uh oh hmm I guess that's it for me Liza actually I thought I thought I had good ones and now I don't no I mean hey that's not bad I that's the thing is like mine I'm like weeks behind everybody else I just started watching Queen's Gambit which I don't need to talk about you guys have already all seen it and know it's good um (laughs) But it's good. Uh, I watched... Okay, so I started watching the movie Klaus last night, wanting to watch a Christmas movie. It's an animated movie on mm-hmm. Netflix. got nominated for, like, Best Animated Picture last year. It's really good. It's really funny. I feel like it reminds me almost of, like, The Emperor's New Groove a little bit in, Ooh. like, both the animation style and the style of humor. Like, it's derpy and it's lighthearted, but, I like, the protagonist is kind of a dick. But it's, like, it's just, it's like, a fun watch. It's, like... Christmassy, but it's not aggressively Christmassy, which I really feel is important. It's like yes. it feels kind of nostalgic because it's it's not 3D like Pixar-y. It's like drawn like our Disney movies of our childhood sort of. Um, and I just really enjoyed it. It's like the origin story of Santa Claus. And it's yeah, I just kind of like dug the vibe. It was like very visually cool. Yeah. Good. Like, you know, I am not the biggest Christmas movie person. Agreed. Um. But I like a little holiday cheer sprinkled in. Mm-hmm. And then I also rewatched, and this movie is batshit insane, but I rewatched the movie Bad Teacher with Cameron Diaz this week oh, wow. because yeah. Netflix was serving it up to me a lot. And I was like, all right, I'll fucking fall asleep to this. It's so fucking funny. And I feel like it's uh, satisfying because it's it, it's like a movie that should have a male lead. It, it should be like a Judd Apatow movie. With, like, a shitty kind of ne'er-do-well male lead. But it's not. It's Cameron Diaz. And she's so fucking funny. And it's such a funny movie. And Jason Siegel, my biggest fucking crush of all time, is in it. And there are certainly things that wouldn't totally hold up. Because it was made, like, almost, I think almost 10 years ago, maybe. But, like, I just really, it was just one of those things where I was like, this is fucking a, f- a funny, dumb, kind of dirty comedy. Phyllis from The Office is in it. Who's, like, so good in everything. It's just, like... It was so fucking fun to watch. So I am going to high recommend that. Oh, I'm <laughs> pumped. I've a- never seen it. I know what you're talking about. I've just never seen it. Yeah. Totally. Like, that's the thing. Is I'm craving so many comedies right now because it's the world is dark and scary and I just want to watch some, like, dumb, lighthearted comedy. And I was like, oh, I remember seeing this when it was, like, in theaters and I kind of liked it. And then I rewatched it and I was like, oh, this is, like, a really fun, dumb comedy. Yeah. Um. Ugh. So that's a, that's a wreck. I'm trying to think. I am continuing my Golden Girls journey, mm. and I will still every week tell people to watch it. And then I watched something you recommended to me, and I'm not going to be able to remember what it what it was. <laughs> god damn it! Oh my gosh, what did I recommend? The flight attendant. I'm trying attendant? to open my. I did watch the flight attendant, but I think I already we already we talked already about talked about that. about that. What else have I recommended lately? Oh, I'm going to think on it. 
Oh, and then I have one more wreck, which is if anyone has Apple. No, no, no. Sorry. Disney Plus. There's so many streaming services. Um, I watched. I've been watching this series called On Point. And it's about students at the School of American Ballet in New York. And it's uh, a lot of kids who are auditioning, like little kids who are auditioning to be in the Nutcracker at Lincoln Center, like the big New York City Ballet fancy Nutcracker. They always take little kids from the school and put them in it. And it's just really cute. Like they, they work so hard and all the kids care about it so much and it's funny because a lot of them have like New York City parents and that have really busy careers. And a lot of them are from like Westchester and Long Island and New Jersey. And like it's a huge commitment for their parents mm-hmm. to involve them. So they're not like creepy stage parents. Almost all the parents are like, oh, no, this is like very inconvenient and stressful and hard for us. But she just loves it so much. And there's just something really sweet about these little kids who are just so in love with ballet and they just love it. And they like you see them dancing in the Nutcracker with like the principals and their starstruck. It's just like there's something very pure and sweet about it. And um, I love ballet. I like always kind of have uh, wanted to be a ballerina, but like, LOL, because I uh, basically like failed out of ballet class. Like the teacher <laughs> told my mom to stop bringing me. No. <laughs> OK, I when so, I was like so little. Much. Yep. Nope. <laughs> but um it's just cool and it's also new york and in the winter time and the nutcracker again vaguely christmasy but not like it's not a christmas thing um so it just feels a little bit like festive so i was re- i've been really wa- enjoying watching that i i mean i rewatched center stage at some point in the pandemic and like just oh and i know this is younger children but i must watch this this is the recommendation that i'm going to carry with me now and actually do because i didn't read the book that you were yeah. last week <laughs> because i did do ballet until i was 13 like i stopped in high school because of probably my ducktail yes that's what it was called um my butt and my short vibes and i went to a ballet school that was attached to like one of the most prestigious like high schools for performing arts including ballet so we like our our nutcracker sets every year like the high school kids were the the main parts mm-hmm. and unfortunately every year I felt like a sugar plum fairy went to the hospital because she was starving herself like lots of problematic things here too but uh we like shared sets with the Boston Ballet so I was the child That's not so cool. in the Boston Ballet but the the next one down I played every role except for Clara. I was never Clara, like hence, because the year like that it was my turn, two, there were two casts. These, mm-hmm. And so they had to wear the same costume and two little girls who were both like stick skinny got it because uh, it just, I mean, clearly a lot of the body issues have come. But also a lot of amazing things came out of like doing ballet as a young person, I think. It was yeah. a very strict school. We didn't do like fun dance. So I'd get jealous when I saw other people's dance recitals. Like mine was like, in a leotard and maybe the like fa- like the capizio skirt or whatever like super simple the nutcracker was like the extreme of the performance but yes yet, I don't know there's something it's just like I need to watch that show that's all it's so interesting you're gonna well the thing that's cool I didn't even talk about this but the the little kids in the nutcracker is only kind of one half the other half is the high school kids who like Ooh, yeah, a lot of them yeah. leave home they're from all over the country and they, it's a boarding school they go and they live there and they are like training to be in the New York City ballet and it's really intense and it's but it's also an, a, another thing where, like, they interview a lot of these kids' parents and the opposite of stage parentness. They're all like, no, I didn't want my kid to move to New York at 15. But, like, what am I supposed to do? Like, you get accepted to the best school ever and for this. And 
it's the only thing she loves. I'm going to tell her no. You know, it's just like it's the the kids are so amazing. And it's like it's just very I love I love people who are like so passionate about one thing they do. And it's really cool. And it's just yeah, it's uh, I'm enjoying it a lot. A fun fact. And I'm pretty sure it's this school. There's uh, Tony and I saw the like ad for this and he was going to double check. But Tony's uncle was one of those kids who left Pittsburgh really young as a teenager came to New York City and then was a ballerina now he teaches at Juilliard he yeah he oh was, my god like he knew Sarah Jessica Parker because she was also like come I it's it's a I don't know all the details but he was fully and I think it's this school he did That's that cool he left home he like, probably went to professional children's school yes he did yes he did yeah yep yeah, yep. there's a school in New York City for kids who work, and it's a lot of kids on Broadway and actors like Scarlett Johansson went there. But also, I think like Vera Wang went there because when she was a little kid, she was just like, I want to start a line. I don't want to be in normal high school. She like started designing really young. It's just like all these fucking people like go to this and the school, professional children's school, like makes their schedule. It's like, yeah, it's such a scene. I love I love shows and documentaries and stuff about like a really specific world. Super too. Specific. Yep. And uh, yeah. we need like a scripted show about that little school, too, because totally. it's just fascinating. Yep. Yeah. And the people who go there. So everyone has really interesting lives and they're covering people from really all walks of life, people who really struggle financially to make it work. You know, it's like very, it's so, it's so interesting. Yeah. And also uh. just the kids are really cute and stuff. I'm not even like a big kid person, but they're all like little cute nuggets. Yeah, like I must watch that. Must. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I have one more recommendation I'm just going to throw out there that's not holiday at all. Great. But I was just mentioning to Liza that like on the, the year's best TV and movies, and movies are tricky because nothing came out theatrically really, but like I'm like, oh my God, I don't watch good shit anymore. But I watched on Amazon um, the movie Sound of Metal with Riz Ahmed. It's about a drummer who loses his hearing. And Mm. his performance is so fucking good. It is heartbreaking. But yet not like – it's not like just a depressing movie. It is dark. Obviously thinking about the loss of hearing, especially for someone who's like a heavy metal drummer. Um, I I think – it I I enjoyed the movie and how they wrapped it up. I was very moved by it. Also, the sound design and editing is incredible. Mm. So that you're feeling what it's like to you're and again, just briefly Googled to see the like reception. It sounds like they did a pretty good job like giving you the experience of what it might sound like to go deaf and then versus what's being heard if you still had your other hearing. It's just really mm. fascinating filmmaking from a sound perspective. So That's really cool. I recommend it. Um, I, I I just thought his, his – there's another performance. Um, there's an older gentleman who, like, runs this home for people who are, like, losing their hearing, who are going deaf um, to adapt to, and his performance mm. is also incredible. So That's cool. So, I've been – Oh my God. Speaking of year end wrap up movie list, I actually watched a good piece of content that I forgot to recommend. Yes. I feel like maybe this is what I was thinking of because you didn't recommend it to me, but I was like, oh, Kimmy should watch this. Ooh. Um, it's a movie called Yes, God, Yes on Netflix. Have you heard about this? I have heard about this title only. Like, I feel like I've seen okay. the title, so I don't know anything more than totally. that. Totally. So it's written and directed by this woman named Karen Maine. Um, Maine like the state who is the writer of Obvious Child which is a movie Kimmy and I both really Obsessed love with. yep um, and this is her first movie as this is her first feature mo- feature length movie as a director and it's about a um, a girl in Catholic school or not maybe not yes Catholic school um, discovering her sexuality but it's 
made in a way that I think like no movie about teenage sexuality I've ever seen. It was really, really powerful. And the thing that was really cool was she, I think she's supposed to be like exactly our age. So she's on like AIM. She's got the Nokia brick phone. Uh, It's like she's in chat rooms. Like she's trying to, she can't Google anything about sex because there's like Google doesn't exist. Mm. Like it's, it's just like, it was very nostalgic because she's exactly our age. But just, it was really about her journey as she, like, realizes that she's a sexual being. And it was really simple. Like, there was no, there's no drama. She didn't feel exploited. She didn't, like, it it wasn't um, anything like that. It wasn't about a crush she had or, or her friendships or her parents or anything. It was really just, like, about her realizing that she, like, wanted to be sexual and that her religion had given her some strange ideas about it and she starts to kind of test some limits and like and like rebel against that a little bit Mm. um in a way that was like it's interesting because the movie itself it feels almost like sometimes when you watch a movie and it's someone's first feature you can feel that it's not like like everything isn't just like nailed like a like a hollywood movie it's an independent movie it's a small movie and it's not like the best movie in the world but it's just i had just never seen anything like that and that was really powerful yeah I just, it was really, really cool. And, like, I do think that, like, especially women, especially women around our age would really enjoy it because of the other thing, which is the nostalgia factor, like playing Snake on your Nokia. I'm so excited. Thank, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. It has all the ingredients I am obsessed with. I yes. will also just I feel like out. I meant to text you about it, but I was kind of high and I was like, I'll do this tomorrow <laughs> and then I forgot. <laughs> no, I, this is better than a text because you just sold me in an even better way. And I will just shout out for anyone, it's not a holiday movie. It has more to do with, like, valentine's day of anything but if you haven't seen obvious child and you're having any Ugh. sort of feelings i have watched this on valentine's day spent alone like it's such a good movie no matter where you're at in relationships but if you're looking for something to just kind of like see a cool girl also struggle with i mean i don't know somehow it always brought me comfort when i was feeling yeah. kind of rejected by relationships so i don't know it's such <laughs> really a good movie it. yeah i mean like ev- i just yeah everything about it is feels like so perfect I know I haven't rewatched it in a while I'm so obsessed with it it's one of my like honestly top five movies maybe ever like that's that's not making me the coolest like I'm not a cinephile but it I don't know I I think it's it's a great movie and it's like oh this is why women should be making movies guys it's like we could make stories about women that are cool and relatable and funny and human and not like um dumb and stereotypical okay end of that rant let's Categories, consumption corner, <laughs> holiday edition. <laughs> boop, 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 we are going to do the most overrated Christmas movie, the sexiest Christmas movie. We'll explain what that means. <laughs> the Christmas movie we want to rewatch every year, and the Christmas movie that should be canceled or holiday movie. But let's be real, this fucking country—they're all Christmassy, whatever. But yes. but we—I just wanted like, you know, just yes. give that, give our country a little shit for that. But whatever. <laughs> I I am the war on Christmas, guys. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> um. I okay. All I, I'm worried that all of my answers about this are going to be very Grinch-like, and that is not a spoiler because I'm not using the Grinch for any of these. I don't think. But we'll see. I will see. <laughs> I don't really have it on mine, but okay, okay. Why don't you start, okay, Liza? Okay, okay. What is the most overrated Christmas movie? All right, people are going to at me. Love Actually. Oh no, that is a popular. <laughs> in fact, there, people are not going to at you. To the point where I saw a tweet recently, and I can't remember whose tweet it was, that was like, when is it going to stop becoming like a, a cool thing to hate on Love Actually? Because now there have been so many pieces. We did a podcast yeah. about it. So you I'm know part what? of it. 
I actually changed my mind. But it, I changed my mind. I'm sorry. I'm fucking with no. the. I'm gonna make this my Christmas movie that should be canceled. So I'm going out of order mm-hmm. because I just realized the one that should be canceled is actually my most overrated. Okay, yeah. So what's that? Okay, so I just confused everyone a lot. No, you didn't. My most overrated Christmas movie is It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, I love It's a Wonderful I know. Life. Oh. <laughs> Here's the thing. I've seen it a million times. I don't get it. It doesn't make me have feelings. I think George Bailey's a dick and it doesn't like, I don't know. I'm just, I know what the point is that he's supposed to be a dick, but it's just like there's suicide in a family Christmas movie. Like, I believe I, there's also <laughs> a survivor or a reference to the pandemic of 1918, too. I saw some. Oh, I haven't seen it. I don't think I watched It's a Wonderful Life last year. I do really love it. It also just felt like, like I have some memories with family watching that movie, you know? Mm-hmm. I think, though, I'm pretty sure I saw something. I think it was an article headline. Wow, I'm always so well-read and informed. I am also disinformation. I am the war on Christmas and (laughs) disinformation combined. But I, okay, that's just a thought. I will will circle back on that because I'm curious about that. But I think it's totally fair to say that that's overrated. But I feel like the other thing, I'm saying overrated. I think that the but really what what I feel about this movie is like this is a Christmas movie that everyone loves yes. and I just have never it's never clicked. I've never like gotten it. And my mom loves it. So we watch it together as a family a lot and every Christmas I'm like anything but that movie. And I don't know why. Since I was a kid I was like this movie sucks. <laughs> no, I think it's fair. It's also, such a weird random thing. When you're a kid it's black and white and you're like really we have to watch a fucking black and white? But no. You know what? I think that it is very highly rated, so it's the perfect definition of an overrated. I'm now realizing my overrated. I don't know how highly rated anyone finds it. Mm. Okay, what's yours? So mine is A Christmas Story, which I feel- Interesting, because that's one that I fucking love. You do? I just- Yeah, I, love I, it. I feel like I don't get it. I was also- it was, it was not really something I was introduced to until it was like- I feel like it's playing when it was just cable times. It would just play mm-hmm. over and over and over. On Christmas Eve, they used to play it all day, all day, literally over and over on like TNT or TBS or something. And I just I find it a little like bizarre tonally. And like, I just, I don't get it. It's fun. It's funny <laughs> because that, okay. So Jeff had never seen a Christmas story. And I was like, oh my God, we got to watch Christmas story. So like two years ago or something, I made him watch it. And he was like, people like that. He, he had that same response of like, I don't get this, man. Yeah. What? Like, I, he just didn't get it. He's like, this is a movie about a BB gun. Like, I, he just yes, didn't exactly. get it. <laughs> and a lamp, <laughs> I, a leg lamp. <laughs> to- totally. Like, this is this iconic shit. It's like so <laughs> weird. And so um, I feel like that it, that potentially could be a movie like you have to be introduced to as a kid. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I watched that so much as a kid with my sister and my cousins. We would all watch it on Christmas Eve. It was like a thing. Okay. And so, so yeah. I didn't know a lot of people for whom it was a thing and then I was around that thing on Christmas. So now I, I still stand by it being overrated because for you, it was a thing. And that lamp is in fucking every like restaurant or bar with funky decor has the yes. fucking lamp. So Yes. And I feel like everybody, that movie does feel like a, a movie that's like been like hip in the last 10 years. You know what I mean? Like I feel like hip, people our age who think they're cool like have like leg lamps that they put out yeah. with, the, you know, it's like a, yeah. it, it's got an a cultural relevance that has held on and in that way it's I can totally see people think it's overrated because it's a weird movie and the dad's like emotionally abusive of the mom yeah that that 
<laughs> really stands out when you see it later. Yeah, maybe yes. there's some canceling You're like, to be done ooh, there. I'm <laughs> worried about the mom. Yeah, yeah. totally. Okay, so the next category is the sexiest Christmas movie. And this is like to watch, like what Christmas movie would you watch with a date? If you were like, ooh, let's have a Christmas date, not on Christmas, but around it, what would be the movie you turn on? Um, The Holiday. And, you know, it's Jude Law's never looked more incredible and, and whatever. I also think it's a good litmus test of like, yeah, this movie is not great, great, but it's like really fun to watch and there are like, fun actors in it and I would just have fun watching that movie on a date with someone seeing if they've seen it before seeing what they think about Jack Black and Kate Winslet being cast opposite each other as love interests uh etc so yeah that's mine fuck yeah I love that movie that movie the holiday is my love actually like that's how I feel about that movie it's like it's I think it's so fucking good okay so my answer to this is weird (laughs) I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. My, my, Liza. How <laughs> because it's could not you? sexy. I know. It's not like a sexy movie. But I'm just thinking if I wanted to go on a, if I was going to have like a Christmas date and I wanted to put a movie on, I feel like it's nostalgic. It's funny. It's fun. It's like we're going to have good memories. We're going to talk about when we saw it. We're going to like, it's, I love Christmas in New York movies. Like mm-hmm. that's one of the, what that's one of the Christmas movie zones that I am like always kind of about. And I think it's like fun and playful and it feels like a date movie to me in that way. Cause it's like kind of like, it's a derpy comedy, but it's like memories yeah. I, <laughs> You're looking at me like Kimmy's giving me a look like you crazy bitch. No, no, no. I also learned this year that I'm less <laughs> I have less memory of Home Alone 2 than the others. It is on my list. I I I can just give it away. It is on my list as the Christmas movie that should be canceled because of a very specific moment in it. A very Donald specific Trump. yeah, rising dictator. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, a hundred percent. So I it feel was, like it Amazon was a should reissue it without yeah without him I think that that they some country was airing it without him and then there was like oh blah 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 like I feel like there was a controversy over it which is how I was reminded he was even in it I mean he's also in Sex and the City he's also in Zoolander like yeah because he's a a fucking attention whore and he he would do anything for media yeah my other thought for cancel all the cancelable ones I'm like there have already been BuzzFeed articles written on this so I'll just take it I'll just do Home Alone too so that okay cool on sexiest, I will – when we're just thinking about a date, I'm also going to throw this out. It's not really a Christmas movie, but it happens on Christmas um, while you were sleeping. Could that be adjacent? That's such a good one. Christmas? Yeah, it's yeah. – win- oh, fully. It's winter. It's also Chicago, so you got yeah. lots of snow. Yeah, So totally. if you've never seen that, that's a fun date movie. Like a, totally. a good rom-com in my opinion. Yeah. Ooh, Okay, here's another plug for why Home Alone 2 Lost in New York should be the sexiest <laughs> Christmas movie. Is you can t- <laughs> you can tell how your date you can tell how by a lot of things by how your date reacts to Donald Trump. If he's like, oh, you know, you'll be able to know, and that's when you start making out with him if he reacts appropriately with disgust to Donald Trump scene. Perfect, <laughs> great. Okay, the christmas movie that we want to rewatch every year liza what's yours i won't shit on it as much as i did <laughs> i want you to watch home alone 2 lost in new york and 
and I would like your live reactions the whole time. But okay, <laughs> Tony loves it, so it was it was actually okay. he like was about to turn it on the other day. I was like, meh, meh, meh. so I will, I will do it. <laughs> so um, my Christmas movie that I do tend to rewatch every year is The Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, I love it. I'm same. obsessed. It's so good. It never gets old. It makes me happy. It's so cute. It's so funny. It's nostalgic. Ugh. I have memories of when, like, it's kind of scary at points. <laughs> totally. I was when I was a kid. I was so scared of that yeah. Grim Reaper guy. But it's so good. It's it's honestly it's first on my list. I made a list here because I thought we might end up having the same one. If mm-hmm. I'm being really honest, like, what do I want to rewatch every year? Also, it's Claymation Rudolph. You know, I just it mm. same nostalgia factor. Um, I I don't know what else do I really want to rewatch each year. Elf is always up there for me. Elf is I, you know, on my list, but like this year I haven't watched it yet and I'm kind of like, uh, uh. Yeah. See, I watched, I definitely watched Elf last year and so I'm like, I don't think I need to watch it this year, Same. but I'm sure next year I will. Whereas Muppet Christmas Carol, I watched last Every year and I will year. definitely rewatch and I can't wait and it's, I, I don't know why I love it so much. I mean, it's, everyone loves it. It's the best movie ever in the world. It's so much better than regular Christmas Carol movies. <laughs> my yes. mom loves the Christmas Carol no. And I'm always like, the Muppet Christmas only Carol. Only Muppets. Muppets <laughs> yeah. only for if totally. a Christmas Carol me. Yeah, absolutely. And then 100%. last category, what we think should be canceled. I've already shared mine. And me too. Love, actually. And you're so in New York. <laughs> wow. I did not think that we that my sexiest Christmas movie would be your canceled Christmas I know. Well, it was, a, it was like a really easy just throw it in there. All yeah, right, totally. Liza, should we do our Christmas holiday movie couples yes 100 percent. okay how do you want to do it you I, go first i have some i don't have all of mine figured That's out okay. because i was assumed i would think of more while you were talking and i did but i i have i think most of them okay so at my number five spot i, I i'm just laughing at my choice here i have the mcallisters um in home alone one in a, in a weird way, just because, like, they capture some sort of, like, 90s wealth. Like, I think she had a job. Like, when you look it up, she was a designer or something. He was definitely, like, a day trader. They're so wealthy, they're flying everyone to Paris for Christmas. Yes, they forgot their yeah. son. But I'm kind of like, mm, I respect a couple who's so preoccupied with Paris that they sort of forget a son in a tiny totally. way. Uh, so They just, were busy. They were like the 90s power couple, probably fucking problematic. But I'm just going to put them, I like it. See, I don't think they, I'm sure there's ways they were problematic. But I also think they loved each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They were like, I yeah. always thought they were very like, they communicated a lot as a couple. They supported each other when she couldn't fly back. They were, you know, yeah. like I yes. always like respected them as a couple, especially in 90s movies where like so often the women were like kind of like not um, powerful or didn't have agency. Like Catherine O'Hara in that movie was a badass. She was like, I'm fucking flying home for my son, you know. Yeah. Sh- she's cool. Did you see by any chance her TikTok recently where she... Oh, I have my <laughs> God, Kimmy. She did the best TikTok in the entire world where she now today recreated that moment where she laughs and she's like, ah, and then she falls back. Do you remember that moment? She yes, recreated that moment and then it's side by side with the old movie, uh. the movie, the home alone. Like, I'm going to find it and send it to you. I watched it. I'm not joking. 15 times in a row because it was so like, I just kept watching it because it was so it was such good content. So just Google Catherine O'Hara, TikTok, Home Alone. Um, that's a great one. I really, really like that one. I would say my number five, 
And I know it's like an annoying, toolish thing to say that Die Hard is a Christmas movie and everyone's oh, like, whatever, Die Hard, it's my favorite Christmas movie. But I want to put Bill, <laughs> Bill, Bill Willis, Bruce Willis and his ex-wife up there. Yeah. Because again, his ex-wife is cool. She's a badass. She fights, whatever. And there's, it's like sexy and they're trying to like get back to each other. And it's like, but she's like smart and savvy and like. I just thought the whole thing is very, like, sexy, cool, and also she was a good 80s movie female. Yeah, I feel like there's, in terms of chemistry and, like, sexual, not tension isn't the right word. Well, like, literal tension. Like, must yes. save. Um, I I hear you. I think that's a great a great um, entry to the list. Entre- uh, oh, my goodness. Kimberly Ann. It's the Baileys. Uh, not sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I'll do my number four. And this, just because mine's kind of boring. Um, Cameron Diaz and Jude Law in The Holiday. Again, this is about steaminess. Jude Law has like never looked so sexy to me. I don't know what it is. Uh, yeah, I just, I like it. I love that cottage, even though it's Kate Winslet's. And I don't remember their names as characters because I haven't watched it yet this year. But mm-hmm. it was great. Love it. Love them. Tight. I love that. Um, My number four <laughs> Was actually the same one. Oh, see, like it's like you can't. It, they're they're not worth like standing, but they're fucking hot people. They're very hot yes. people. <laughs> and there there's like real chemistry. And I always think Jude Law. Like I don't like Jude Law in general. Jude mm-hmm. Law annoys me, and I have some like weird issues and whatever. But I like him in this movie a lot. Yes, and he's his- a good dad. He's cute. He's funny. He's cries. Yep. Yeah, that's true. And yeah, mm-hmm. I find him. I agree. I don't think I'm ever such a like. Oh my god. I just think he's un like the. He is so attractive to me in this film. This film. Totally. <laughs> this film. Completely. The holiday. Uh, this film to cinema. All okay. right. My number three is Tad and Patrick from The Family Stone. This is because I watched it last night and like sobbed my eyes out because. It is sad and I'm not not because it's good. It's just like very hits close to home because my mom had breast cancer oh, and yeah. died. Yeah. But I was like, oh my God. I think Tony was like, oh fuck, what do we do we turn it off? <laughs> just losing it. That movie is a sneaky one with the tears, yeah. man. Oh my God. Oh. And it's not like it's great, but there's something to watching it. It reminded me like having now seen Happiest Season. They're so similar in some ways. Um all, sometimes all I want is like a fancy house or like an, a homey house, a family packing in for the holidays and hijinks to ensue. Like, why is is there a father of the bride Christmas moment? I can't remember. Like, I want. I think there is. Is there in the sec? Yeah. Oof. I just. There's a Steve Martin Christmas movie where he's a dad. Maybe I'm confusing it with that. No, I mean, I haven't seen Father of the Bride 2 in a minute, which is almost the better one. Anyway, all of this is to say Tad and Patrick, they're the gay couple. Tad is also deaf. I was just speaking about Sound of Metal. And oh, yeah. yeah, I just think the the movie just, there is a conversation about them. So it's not just like amazing representation where it's just like, oh, like obviously there's a big Sarah Jessica Parker moment where she's a huge asshole about them being gay. But I just, they just seem so in love and they don't like blow shit up the way everyone else at that Christmas seems to be doing blowing mm-hmm. so I just I want to just give them a little shout out that's my yeah that's a great one that's a really really good one I love it um my next one <laughs> is I feel like we're on some kind of weird wavelength because you just talked about happiest season but yes. maybe this is re- recency bias but I'm going with Abby and Harper from happiest season <laughs> I mean yeah 
like there wasn't there that that couple them ooh maybe I want to go with Aubrey Plaza exactly that's that was the only edit <laughs> but I, not because of I mean Harper was like annoying but I got on board with her journey and I feel like I understood it but honestly Kristen Stewart just like was hot in that movie and like there was just like good chemistry and you know her and just, Aubrey Plaza like yeah that was hot I was like there's some fanfic about that out there oh yeah that was like a yeah that was great. So, um, and yeah, I just liked, I don't know, like I said, we talked about Happy Season a couple, a couple weeks ago, but like, not a perfect movie, but I was really like rooting for them and very much like wanted it all to come together. And uh, I think a big part of that is Kristen Stewart, who I have never stand, like never, (laughs) never. And then I watched that movie and I was like, wait, am I a massive Kristen Stewart fan? Like, I guess I am. I think she's a good actor and really cool and like really sold it in a way that is hard in a rom-com that was like slightly elevated. Like everybody was sort of a little caricature in that yeah, movie, except definitely. kind of her. And I just thought it was great, great vibes. So that was my number three pick. Also just remembering that Mary Steenbergen is also the mom and elf. We didn't shout that out last yes. time we went through this. Yeah. Steenbergen. Um, she's everywhere. We love her. Uh Okay. Number two, shall we? I know I, people could be so bored, so I'm just kind of no, pushing let's do on it. through. Mine is Claymation, Rudolph, Santa, and Mrs. Claus, mainly for the moment where she says, eat, Papa, eat, and <laughs> nobody wants a skinny Santa. I just like their dynamic. That's all I'm really basing this decision on. <laughs> but like, I love that she's trying to fatten up her man. And Incredible. So shout out to them. <laughs> Kimmy, you are going to – like, we, we got some weird – like number vibe here um because mine is also claymish really <laughs> my number two i'm going with jack skelling skeleton mm. no skellington yeah. in the movie and sally from the nightmare before christmas which i know some people claim is a halloween movie but i claim it as a christmas movie yeah i think it's a christmas movie and i think that's great yeah no i think yeah we've got it i think that's i feel embarrassed that i don't have them on my list i think that's a great no, I don't even love this movie, but I do think that the thing that I love about this movie is like their relationship and how, like you really care about them and it's really sweet and also sad. Yep. My my number one is, I, I feel that we could have the same one, <laughs> um, is Miss Piggy and Kermit as the Cratchits. Oh, uh, <laughs> Like it's okay. kind of a cop out, but I Not just, at all. I think I want to like expand that because like in my life, I've had some Miss Piggy tendencies of wanting to be the star and I just like <laughs> love her and Kermit's. <laughs> dynamic and I kind of aspire to it yeah in and all he, man he loves her yeah. he thinks she's perfect yeah um you need a Kermit everyone needs a Kermit I think, yeah personally. go out find your Kermit yeah um okay mine you are gonna disagree with this hard <laughs> is Jack Black and Kate what? Winslet in the holiday oh and I know it's weird but I'm obsessed with them I'm obsessed with the cat the casting choice <laughs> I'm obsessed with how weird it is I buy it I love it I like both of them so much more than like I just Fair. in that movie I'm like I just love these people like those are people who I want to be friends with like I want to like be adult friends with that weird couple you know like a nice British lady and a weird like, um, like mm-hmm. I just I'm obsessed with them in that movie it's there's it doesn't make any fucking sense and yet they're just like so playful with each other and it's funny and it's wonky and like Kate Winslet plays a modern British woman, which she never does. Like it's just <laughs> true. <I don't... laughs> 
I um, no, I totally, <laughs> totally respect it, Liza. Um, <laughs> All my choices are getting weird. No, they're not getting weird. I think we did it. I, th- I like it. I mean, to be fair, like this was an idea that I proposed after it was proposed on our Instagram and like it's kind of hard there aren't a lot of like I'm so proud of neither of us having any love actually couple in there because yeah. that's important because like who would we even pick Ugh, yeah movie who would we even pick the Liam, Neeson, Liam Neeson and his stepson not in a yeah. romantic <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, like, yes. that relationship in that movie is cute and I like it I agree not in a Mary from Real Housewives no. of Salt Lake City way. Just, just exactly. for, the, for the people who get it, and you like, get it. Or they you... care about each other. And it's not creepy. And it's not a man dating a woman who works for him. Exactly. Um, uh, yep. All the above. Over and over again in that movie. All right. Okay. So let's take just the briefest of breaks. And we'll be back. All right. The longest consumption corner of all time. So hope that was somewhat fun. Um, now we're going to design our perfect non-Christmases together and then, you know, round that out with some um, holiday questions about texting, not texting exes on holidays and uh, a Reddit ship. And I think we'll leave the other article for another week. That's a great idea. Yeah. yeah. We could also, yeah. We could also skip the Reddit ship. We'll see. We'll see how it goes we'll when we get there. We'll see where you we never know. Um, <laughs> thanks for being here, everybody. So, designing a perfect non-Christmas. Here's the thing. Here are the rules. Liza, you're in New York. I am here in LA. But we're going to try to generalize some choices so that it could apply to whatever city, apartment, home you're in. Um, we're going to specifically gear this towards people who are spending their apartment at their, or sorry, their, their apartment at their apartment, their their holiday at their apartment um though I think we will like if you're with your family because that's what you've been quarantining we will we'll throw some things in there but really this is like yeah so everyone has off from work whether you celebrate Christmas or not so what is the perfect non-Christmas Liza how does your day start okay so it starts in the best way any day can start no alarm clock mm-hmm. sleep as late as you can just truly into that day yes like <laughs> try to sleep till 4 p.m if possible then it will be dark yes. <laughs> no yes exactly um but that's I think also always just being like this is a day to sleep and um catch up on that is massive and yes it's a bonus Saturday basically if you don't want to celebrate either because you don't celebrate but you have the day off or because it you are feeling sad to be away from your family which I think a lot of people are going to be feeling this year Yep. So um, I would start that way. And then how do we want to do it? Do you want me to go through my whole day or do we want to go concurrently? Let's do like first chunk of the day, middle chunk of the day, okay. end chunk of the day. Totally. Okay. I'm going to do like morning through lunch. Perfect. Um. Okay. So morning through lunch. Wake up whenever you want. And then, and this is a controversial suggestion, I would do like an hour-long yoga class. Like a really, really good hour. I would light some candles. I'd fucking get get into the vibe a little bit. Set up a nice area. Do a really long savasana at the end. I just think it's such a good way to like get your body feeling right. Get your mind feeling right. And then the rest. I'm suggesting this because the rest of the day I'm going to tell you to fucking eat a massive amount of food <laughs> and sit on the couch and somehow it always feels more satisfying to me to do that after I've done like a yoga class or however you exercise. But in particular, like yoga because of the 
meditative and mindfulness aspect of it. Like just as a way to kick your day off and be like, this is a day in which I'm going to like take care of myself because I love myself and it's a hard day and just trying to like show myself all the love. Mm -hmm. So like do it, but make it a thing. I promise with the candles. (laughs) It's good. Like good music. Like I'm into it. I think really feel it. Yes. Then I think you should eat the dank, dankest, nastiest breakfast you can. Yes. Like make a lot of elements, you know, like pancakes, bacon, sausage, or ooh, get some fucking grand cinnamon roll from, from the grocery store and pop those suckers in. Like just make a breakfast with like every fucking thing you want in it. Mm-hmm. Like big proponent. And it'll feel great after your yoga or whatever exercise-y thing. Um, and then... I think you go in for some content. Mm -hmm. You have your breakfast, plonk on down, and start yourself some good content. And I would suggest non-Christmas content because you don't want to be, like, reminded that you're not with your family. Like, I think it's a good – it's a great time to start, like, a a silly series or a dumb movie Mm -hmm. or – Honestly, the ballet documentary, this would be, yeah. you know, something that's, like, interesting, going to keep you engaged, but it's not, like, super sad and it's not super Christmassy. Not what I think sort of bring you to lunchtime. Yeah, I think that's great advice on the content front. Um, and with you, I think, obviously, sleep in. I would say take the Instagram app off your phone for the day because fuck mm. that. And people who are, are gathering with their families are doing it, hopefully responsibly, but Maybe they're not. And then seeing that might give you anger or FOMO or whatever it is. I just don't think Instagram is going to be super healthy or useful to me that day. So that would be my vibe. Um, You cut to Kimmy posting the cookie she makes on her Instagram because (laughs) I bake like two times a year and that's Thanksgiving and Christmas. And so there will be, if if all goes well, there will be a post. Uh, But anyway, you know. No social media for the day. I'm going to do a rule for those of you who go on Twitter, doom scroll. Maybe you just cut that out of your life as well for the day. That's such a good idea. Maybe no news, you know, unless some sort of, you know, war with Russia starts. I don't know. Then we <laughs> have to turn on the news. But God. sorry. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> oh, man. I am full of holiday cheer. Just call me the Grinch. Okay. Uh and then I would suggest making the, the coffee that I just had or just the mm. tea that Liza just had or just a normal hot beverage without booze and going on a nice walk if you are able. Get a podcast in your ear. Maybe this one, maybe not this one actually. How about not? Mm, I'm going to recommend one called You're Wrong About. It's great. Did I shout it out? They basically, they. I don't think so. Okay. Um, these two journalists go through different things. Like they've done Diana's death and like, or just Diana's life. Um, they've done just like the disinformation that comes out, like just things people have gotten wrong over the years. They they rehash them. Anyway, I am newer to the podcast. That's why I'm not doing a great job of explaining it, but I really like it. They're really smart. They have great chemistry. And then you learn something about, you know, the way we remember certain events in history in this country are not actually how they happened. And mm. it's just the, yeah, you, it feels like it should have been done before and versions of it have, but it I, I quite like it. Um, so something like that. And then I would, yeah, get a big butt, I guess we don't say ass on this podcast anymore, a big ass walk in. Um, I think that for me would be kind of like, especially if the weather's okay, like a really long one could just feel really good and a reminder that 
you know, even if you spend the rest of the day inside, you did one thing, just to your point, Liza. 100%. That's, yeah. I swear to God, I'm not just copying you, although I am a little bit obviously copying you. But that was going to be my my next thing. It's like Ooh. after your content, take a long walk. It's so, it, it, I, my day feels totally different when I get out. Me too. Like, even if it's just a short thing, you know, but but it's it's great. Yeah, throw your AirPods on or don't, you know, uh, just be out. If you have got some nature near you, you can get out in nature. Mm-hmm. If you, like me, do not have some nature, you can just go. I love wandering with, like, no purpose. And December 25th is a great day to do it because things aren't going to be crowded. You know, it's really nice to, like, I, I love being in New York City on major holidays because things are really quiet. Um, yep. Since it's not as much of like a family city. So it's so nice to just like stroll for hours and the streets are empty. And um, and I'm sure that is true of a lot of places that like there will just be nobody out and you can have stuff to yourself. And like what a good what a good vibe. Excellent vibe. And then when you get back. When I get back. So my family always had a pretty chill actual Christmas day, like a PJ vibe, a like open presents we didn't like Thanksgiving's my big extended family holiday so it was just the four of us always uh Christmas day and like the dinner vibe was pretty relaxed like we would cook and have a dinner but you didn't have to get dressed up again like you get dressed up on Christmas Eve and we did things with family friends then um but in that realm of or in that tradition the big breakfast situation was always like dank cheeses and baguette Mm. and shit and like some meats so maybe you cook some sausage too but it's like it's weird I'm like in the midst of convincing Tony that this is my Christmas breakfast but I would get home I would pop a champagne yes alcohol will be part of my Christmas I would turn it into some sort of champagne cocktail I don't know look up like the classic champagne cocktail I forget what it is but maybe I'd make myself that I'd maybe try a new drink or a mimosa whatever you fancy and I would sit down I'd organize my my cheese and my baguette and maybe cook some sausage or whatever else. I'd organize it really nicely on a board or a plate or what cutting board, whatever. And I would plunk my butt down and start something on TV. And I mm. have never seen really Love Island. I feel like that could be in the vein. I think you're Ooh. right, Liza. Like I kind of only Real like, Housewives. Yeah. Yeah. Just something. Just get into something trashy or great or or the I feel like the ballet move could actually be my move because you've got some like holiday vibes it's adjacent you know ballet Mm -hmm. nutcracker but yeah then I would do that and I would do that for most of the day so I'm sort of thinking the middle of the day doesn't totally matter maybe we just do the second half of the day (laughs) totally well what's your do you have a okay so the so brunch is breakfast and lunch for you I guess it's similar for me I guess it's the same because we ate we both ate a big breakfast on our day okay so the back half of the day I would say, okay, so so since my walk comes after the first round of content, I would say, like, you get back from the walk, and then you have a snack, and it should be whatever you want. Mm-hmm. But then I think it's a good time to break out if you want a break from content. I've been feeling this sometimes on Quarantine Saturdays yeah. where it's like, I guess I'll, I'm, I don't want to watch TV all day. Mm-hmm. It's a good time to break out a puzzle. Yeah. Or this is a weird recommendation. You still have time, like. Go buy yourself a Lego set. Yes. (laughs) Like an adult, one of the adult Lego sets. Like I think just like a physical thing and you can throw on some music or a podcast and or put TV on in the background. But I like having like a little bit of a physical thing to do or build Mm -hmm. or if you're into needlepoint or knitting, like just as like a little bit of a break from everything. I feel like that's baking, not the same, but like that's why I've like been kind of baking more 
because I'm like, it's totally. a physical thing. You know, it's just different. Yes. There's not so much yes. to do these days. A hundred percent. I have not been working most of the pandemic. I have been unemployed, um, but I am now working again. And at the end of the day, now I'm like, ah. uh, at the end of the day, I love cooking dinner because it's just like I'm going from the computer to the TV and the cooking dinner is like a 45 minute thing time where I'm not looking at screens. And it's like, if nothing else, just a break for my eyes, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, mm-hmm. a lot of. So, yeah, so I think it's afternoon's a good time to, like, do a little thing that's maybe physical. If you have an adult coloring book. And what a great time, too, to, like, listen to a full album. If there's, like, an album you love or just, like, just yeah. to break the chain of, of content into your into your eyeballs or don't. This is the biggest thing is do what feels good. It doesn't guilt free. Yeah, I think that's the whole vibe because mine would be, you know, similar. I'll just do what I want. I would say and. It definitely depends on your mood, but organizing a little Zoom hang with your family members who you'd be with, maybe you sent each other gifts and you open them together or with like a friend who's also alone where you guys are just going to get lit together and, you know, I don't know, be gossipy or something that's fun for you. (laughs) Just I think a little social interaction could be nice, but I would also just, I'm trying to think of dinner and I would just be grazing all day. I don't know, you know, if you can support local restaurants, I don't know if they're open on Christmas Day. There are always some restaurants that are open, you know, order yourself some dumplings, like just what, but I would just graze all day because I live with someone who always wants me to have meals with him at night. And I'm like, sometimes I just want a snack. I love snacking. I love it. Yeah. You're a big like snack as meal. Yes, I am. And it feels like a luxury probably because like. I don't know, probably something in my childhood, but like just being able to have snacks that I want is really fun. Totally. And yeah. You like small bites. You like lots of small bites. Yes, like I do. Like even, even going out, going, this, uh, going out to dinner with Kimmy, it's like there's lots of shared stuff. There's I want to share of, like, everything. A, you like a lot of apps. Yep. You like a char- like charcuterie board is like a your, your, one of your things. Yeah. yeah. I like I don't this vibe too. eat a lot of one thing. I don't know what's wrong with me. And I'm dating someone who feels no, it's the good. opposite. So. You're like a very fun person to go out to dinner with. Not only because you're a <laughs> you're fun <laughs> hang, you. but also because it's like, I feel like I end up trying way more stuff because you're like, we're gonna, this is, it's like a fun, it's a good, it's a good vibe. I'm, I enjoy this. It's very much um, my uh, fam. That was my fam's vibe. So that I just was like, what well, the first time I realized people just like, all got their own thing and didn't really share. I was like, what? Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I always am bummed out when I go to a meal and I'm like, I want four apps. Should I just get them? And then we'll all eat what I want. Yeah, <laughs> especially know? appetizers. Not when you don't exact- share appetizers. Yes. It's weird. I'm like. Totally. Even and if also, we all have to usually, order one, like we'll still totally. share them. Yes. And I want a bite of everybody's. And also like usually at almost every restaurant I want every appetizer appetizers always they're always good Agreed. like there's two entrees that look good and then there's 10 appetizers that I Agreed. want read so, uh, yeah. it is what uh, I can't yeah, I love a meal of, yeah uh, I know <laughs> I want to go uh, I want to go to a restaurant normally so badly um soon so okay so my the rest of my day is similar it's um yes I, after a little break with music and a puzzle or a needlepoint or a coloring book or whatever it is I would um call people get on the phone chat hang out do some zooms and then uh order i would say um make like uh all of my lovely jewish friends often do which is order chinese food or sushi like a lot of times those restaurants are open on christmas Mm -hmm. and um so you don't have to cook and you have yummy food dumplings such a great idea um and then uh 
I think you you want to have like a movie picked. Like I think it's like, like having a movie night being like tonight I am going to watch X. And I feel like it's a great night to watch like a fun movie that you've been wanting to watch for a while, like Die Hard or like like a great like maybe actiony like something again that's not going to be too heavy and sentimental but something that's going to be fucking fun Mm -hmm. and I think you should make popcorn because it makes it feel like a thing I've been very into making popcorn recently I was craving popcorn last night none to be found in my home um oh yes I love it Liza I would also just throw in a bath but I wouldn't add anything else to the equation Mm. um if you have a for the first time in my adult life I have a bathtub that is not like super grunge so I like baths Baths God, that's bed. awesome i'm so jealous I, yeah i Set love a bath. laptop a little bit to watch something i don't know but yeah that is my if you're the if you're this type of you know keep the wine going keep it make a special cocktail mm-hmm. we're gonna give you some cocktail wrecks shortly um have a gummy if that's your thing yeah perfect liza what's your cocktail wreck what's your holiday cocktail wreck okay so i've been thinking about this and i feel like Holiday food is so rich and heavy, and then there's always dessert and sweets. Mm -hmm. So my cocktail rec is very simple, potentially too simple, but it's designed to cut all of the food you're eating and to help you be able to eat more. And it's a bourbon on the rocks with a bunch of bitters. Mm, So good. Yeah. Yeah. It's so simple, and it's but it, it just is like it tastes because of the bitters. It tastes like a cocktail. It doesn't feel like a whiskey on the rocks. You can add also a splash of seltzer and even like a couple drops of lemon juice too. Like I love a, a bourbon, a little seltzer, and a little lemon juice is very refreshing. But some mm-hmm. bitters in that too. It's just like it's not sweet and it's not like rich. It's like sharp. Yeah, and, and that bitters just are- with the, all the heavy food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very it just yummy. helps it all kind of come together. Well, I love it. What about you? I mean, I had thought about something more holiday specific. I love a good eggnog. If you go on like the fancy cocktail recipe sites, like, and you just figure out how to make it work with the the ingredients you have, I I love that vibe. Um, I was going to recommend the little like Bailey's martini I very weirdly had, which mm. is literally just a vodka and a little bit of Bailey's, um, kind of like in a two to one ratio, shaken. And then put in a cup. Uh, but I will, I'll recommend a cocktail that's not particularly holiday. But I feel like for me, if you're a person who likes cocktails, like I've of late been interested in like weird liqueurs and things. So if you want to like have a little project, um, there is a cocktail called The Last Word. It is gin and green chartreuse, which is the Ooh. weirdest ingredient. But I, it's, it's a specific taste. So I'm just going to. Like, Google this drink and see if you want it. And then there's lime juice in it. And then the, like, really good Luxardo ch- maraschino cherry liqueur. Ugh, or, like, fucking love um, those. yeah. So it's, like, the dark, like, the really fancy kind. And I'm just, like, I'm really into these, like, Prohibition era cocktails, weird ingredients. Like, it's, and it tastes very good. So it's a project. Like, you need the good cherries in it, too. But if you want to do that, if you can, like, gather up those ingredients and that feels fun to you highly recommend and I like chartreuse as like an after dinner drink too it's oh it's hard to explain it's not as I feel like it's not like um fernet or you know whatever look it up see if you think it's absolutely disgusting looking or up your alley but I I think I would recommend a last word just if you want a little fun project 
Yeah, totally. It was a little it's bit a great of an improv because I realized. Put it together. No, I love that. And then take a bath. God, I want a bathtub. I want I mean, all that's the incredible. baths. Yeah. Well, I guess I could go take one. But then I also, I get a, okay, all right. So yes to bath, but I get a little hot and then I get a little feeling like I'm dirty in the bath and my hair yeah. is wet and then I'm overheating. So I need to get better at taking baths. It is hard to find the right bath temperature. That is a real thing. Yeah. Um, I struggle with it as well. Whenever I'm at my parents' house, I take a bath. It's a, it's a, it is. Nice. I just have never lived in a place with a bathtub that's usable ever. Um, okay. So, so much holidaying content. If you're still here, you're one of the hardos. The, what, what is it? <laughs> like, you're one of the hardcore fans. Thanks for being here. Okay. Let's just quickly deal with this because it's important, but also, you know, in the spirit of a new year coming up, how do we respond to an ex? text that's wishing us happy holidays slash how do we navigate the feeling of wanting to reach out to an ex to say happy holidays or merry christmas or what's up happy 2021 how do we we'll talk more about new year's at the top of next week's episode but how do we navigate this liza oh it's tricky i mean i okay here's what i would do it I'm making the assumption that you don't really want to be hearing from your ex or you don't really want to get fished into a conversation. I would say, like, I think you have to, as much as possible, don't let yourself get fished into a conversation because it's Christmas and you're maybe alone in your apartment and you're lonely and you're feeling sad and you're thinking about all the good things about your ex. Like, first thing I'll say is, like, remind yourself of why you guys broke up <laughs> yes, and the things you don't miss about them. And then respond with a very nice and very simple thanks, you too, smiley fa- or exclamation point. You can throw in a Christmas tree emoji if you want. Like, it doesn't have to be cold. Just don't take the bait. You know, don't be like, what are you up to today? Don't ask another question. Just send a nice thank you text and move on mm-hmm. would be my advice. I think it's great advice. I'll just I'll add some hardcore vibes to this conversation I think you ask yourself some questions if you get the text you say one when's the last time I spoke to this person two were they at all manipulative in our relationship like not in big emotional manipulation ways just like did they push and pull when it came to are we in a relationship are we not like have they went gone fishing for me in this way before wait what is what am I thinking of there's like a relationship term where it's like dangling a carrot oh boy here I go never will I ever get these idioms or no I don't know which one it is either like hanging uh, uh, Ooh, I don't know but have they have they been lightly manipulative to me in the past via reaching out Mm -hmm. three why do I think they're reaching out four Will responding give me even 1% glimmer of hope for something? And if the answer to the last one is yes, don't respond. It's fine. Yes. You can say, totally. you can do what Liza does, but it has to only be you two. Thank, okay, thanks, bye. Like, <laughs> yeah. And then if they start asking you questions, just keep it, like, keep the, keep it one word answers and then maybe stop responding after a while if they're trying to fish out a conversation. And I would just say, like, if you are having that impulse of, like, oh, I miss this person or whatever, just make the decision, like, in two days to, to like, you know, like, you don't want to be making any 
big decisions on Christmas because you're feeling like all of the feelings that everybody feels on Christmas when you're like, I'm single and my cousin isn't and this and that, you know, whatever. Like, just give it 48 hours post Christmas Day Mm -hmm. and think about why that text was making you want to engage with them. Yeah. And, and if you need an accountability buddy, make one now. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> like, to say how to – We that goes right into how to avoid drunk texting an ex. Well, one, you you delete their number for the day. Um, give it to a friend. <laughs> Two, mm-hmm. you unfollow them on Instagram or you block their DMs or something. I don't know. <laughs> you mute them. Three, you – I'm just really – I'm like thinking of the times I really couldn't control myself. You uh, call a friend every time you get the impulse or you text them a word that's like a code word and maybe they distract you. I don't know. That's cheesy. Or you drunk email us or drunk voice note us at the podcast and then you can confirm whether you want us to share or not after you're no longer drunk. But we're here for you too. 51firstdatespod at gmail.com. We will maybe even reply in the moment depending on how we're feeling on Christmas you know so fully we're here so yes and also I think if if anyone texts you oh my god this is also a fun thing I fully am stealing this from some smart person who tweeted about it or whatever send your best friend a list of like all of the worst things about your ex Mm -hmm. (laughs) and if you want to text them or call them call your friend first and just have them read one thing (laughs) yep just arm them in advance and pick the right friend because I would have picked you, Liza, in in a positive way. Like, you would give me the real, real. I had other friends I knew I could whine to because they'd kind of, like, like give me the benefit of the doubt. Or, sorry, give the person I would whine about the benefit of the doubt. Like, you know how you pick the friends you go to for relationship advice strategically sometimes? Even subconsciously. Make sure it's your real friend who's going to be real with you. That's totally my... And you can give it to them in... In te- you can give them the verbatim text and be like, read this to me or yes. or screenshot it to me yeah. when I <laughs> tell you I need to text or call this person on yeah, the holidays. You could even screenshot like an old message or text. I'm sure you have it because you probably screenshot it at the time. Yeah, it's just like particularly offensive that they said to you or, you know, 100 percent. Also, why do we all have people who have been offensive to us? Sorry, I'm just like, I don't Fuck know this. But That's this enough for fully- me. <laughs> don't respond this to your exes. <laughs> This fully happened to me because I was feeling many years ago nostalgic for an ex. And I was like, I'm going to read through our text thread from the beginning, which is twist, a twisted mm. thing to do. But I, I went back and that. read through. <laughs> yep. I went back and read through the text thread and I was like, oh, he sucked. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so badly. <laughs> and it was honestly weirdly helpful. So maybe do that for whatever. Like, even though there were sweet texts and he wasn't. And then this is the thing. I'm lying. He didn't suck. He was a very nice person and I don't want to blast him at all. But like it, he just it just wasn't the right relationship. He was really bad at communicating about his feelings and he was really it was really hard to get straightforward answers and there were just really like weird quirks of like always making everything a joke even when it really wasn't a joke. And just reading back through our texts, I was like, "Oh yeah." Like mm-hmm. I remember this feeling. I and reading my text to him where I was like, "Oh, I'm making a joke about something that I didn't think was funny because I wanted to like match his vibe, oh, you know?" Oh my gosh. It, yes. Oh, I, yes. I quickly googled that thing so I knew what he was talking about rather than asking, "What movie is that?" Oh, sorry. yes. <laughs> so embarrassing. No. It's so true. Okay, I think we hit on a new thing, which is like go back and read your text threads because yeah. <laughs> I think it'll remind you. Uh, I, so, yeah. Unless oh. that's a bad idea. Maybe not on Christmas. Do it the day after. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
or in advance, like prep yourself. I mean, yes. I don't know. It's all tricky, but we have given you some options. Okay. All right. Let's wrap it there up with are. a okay a Reddit ship. We're doing a Reddit ship. We had a bunch of relationship ones that we were going to like discuss, but I think at this point it'll be more fun to read one that is just insane. Just insane. Here's my trigger warning. It's really gross. <laughs> are, <laughs> I'm not- it's like, it's gross. It's it's sexual and it's also a little bit icky but I read it and I was like this is the craziest thing I've ever heard and I just I needed to share it with people I'm excited I haven't read it yet so I am a pure eared audience I don't know and the thing is is like I I almost had a moment where I was like could this be real but I think it's like a stranger than fiction thing. Like, I don't think anyone could make this up. Ooh. So, okay. Excited. That's my, I'm really hyping it. That's a very good so tease. He, here is the title. I, 33 female, have been lying to my boyfriend, 32 male, about squirting during sex, and now I'm in too deep and the truth is too embarrassing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's really gross. Okay. Uh. My boyfriend and I have been going steady the last two years. I won't bore you with too many details, but just know it's been wonderful. We click on multiple levels, and I believe we could click sexually, too. But I messed up early on in our dating days, and I'm not sure how to go back. The first time we had sex, we were both quite tipsy. Okay, so I was straight up drunk, but please know I was consenting um, with enthusiasm. This is important because would never happen when I was. this would never happen when I was sober. We were having sex, and I lost control of my bladder. I seriously pissed all over him and his bed. I was mortified and started bawling and climbing off him. And when he stopped me and told me it was super hot and he never made a girl squirt like that, I was still in shock and went with it. Sure, yeah, I squirted. Right. (laughs) Anyways, ever since that night, if we have sex and I don't, quote unquote, air quotes, squirt, he feels bad and like he didn't do a good job. So I just kept going with it and forcing myself to pee. Is this horrible? Do you want to kill me? No, not at all. It's so gross. Okay. I mean. Yeah. Ready? The carpet, our couch, mattress, curtains, and our quilted headboard have been ruined, and it straight up smells like piss despite my efforts to clean. I don't know how he doesn't know. I even broached pee play in a joking way to see if he did know. And he was like, ew. So he definitely thinks it's squirt. <laughs> I really want to stop destroying the house. And once COVID is over, I'd like to have company over. It has to stop. But I don't know how to tell him now without making him feel totally disgusted and lied to. Please help. I'll take any ideas into consideration because I can't see a way out. <laughs> I mean, this is. Is this bonkers? Bonkers. And also, but like my thing is like, no. Like, yes, it's a crisis, but why the patriarchy is so strong that you continue peeing on yourself during sex? Like, yes. Just to make him happy? Like, come yes. on. Um, That's why I feel. I'm like, dude, you gotta fucking. Yeah. That is wild. You're not the asshole. If this is like an am I the asshole? Like, you're 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 not because you've actually been going above and beyond. Like, you're not withholding anything from him. You're not lying to him. You're try- like, I just I think I think. Wow. OK. Ooh, I have so many feelings like. The people on Reddit, all the people responding are like, I don't know how you get out of th- Like, what? That's, I mean, <laughs> but it's my hard thought to, is like, usually... you could just stop squirting, right? Like, I don't know the science of squirting, but um, same didn't take that course in my undergrad. But I just feel like, uh, I don't know. What, and yeah. how does he not know? How much water are you drinking every day? That so that your pee is, but she says it smells. How can you even? Does he have COVID? Yeah. Does he not know how to smell it right now? I, I don't know. 
No, like, because it's been going on for two years. Oh, That's the thing, too. Oh. It's so long. It's, it's very funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. I don't know what you I should mean, do, but I just was like, well, this is my holiday gift to you. Yep. Is this Reddit ship listeners and Kimmy? I'm Thank sorry. You. That was, was a disgusting. perfect gift. I appreciated it. Um, do you know who else is a gift? Our lovely listeners, we love you so much. Happy holidays. Um, please reach out to us if you're about to text your ex or, you know, if you just want to reach out for, to us for other reasons. We love to hear from you uh, and really appreciate your support through this weird year. 2020, baby. <laughs> Completely. We're almost at the other end and we love you guys so much. We're so grateful for you and we hope you have a lovely holiday. If you are celebrating or non-celebrating. And we hope you stay safe. Yes. And we will be back next week. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live.